This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. I'm Aaron Hawksworth. He's Jim Rodriguez. We are with you until noon Eastern. And joining us now is Colby Dant, host of the College Experience. Follow him on X at the Colby D. Colby, thank you so much for joining us. Excited to catch up to you with you. We were just talking about the line movement in this Florida-Utah game. We already know that Cam Rising suffered an injury. He's been progressing, but Utah playing things kind of close to the vest. The backup's injured. Could we see the third-string quarterback who knows for sure, but this line was at like seven, eight. We we're talking about the value that you could get on the Gators because of Utah's quarterback injuries. And now this line is moving. We're, we're seeing minus four and a half, minus five and a half on the Utah side. How do you rate this quarterback situation when it comes to Utah? Well, obviously, um, it's a tricky situation, and it's not like the NFL where you're going to get those injury reports in college athletics. A lot of times that you don't really find information out until minutes before the kickoff. Um, but I, Utah is 19-0 and in their last 19 in Rice-Eccles. So even if they got to go to the third string, um, obviously that would, that would change the, the – the way that we probably would view the game, I think they would run the ball a lot more. But I do think Utah is the better football team. I thought Utah was better last year and, and, and should have won the game and really kind of outcoached themselves. And then uh, I really believe this year's squad is better along the line of scrimmages. I've heard, I've heard uh, you know, several people with the administration and the, with the coaching staff say that this is one of the best teams Utah has ever had on the line of scrimmage. So, I do like the Utes to get it done in Salt Lake City. Hey, Colby, I want to talk about the Pac-12. Obviously, they're probably going to be the most fascinating conference to, to watch and deal with from breaking up to Deion Sanders. When you look at the top echelon of that conference, the Washingtons, the, the, the USC's, the, even the Utah's, how do you approach betting them? Because I think they all have something to prove. Um, a, because for USC, they want to make sure they get that invite to the college football playoff. For Washington, they want to get in. Uh, others want to just defend that conference. How do you approach betting the Pac-12 teams this year? You know, that is the, uh, it, it, it's ironic that the Pac-12 is – is this good on its – this is probably the best the Pac-12 has been in the past 20 years, and ironically the conference is coming to, you know, its right. demise. But uh, 
I, I mean, I, I like the home situation. You got to pay attention to, you know, who's at home, who's on the road, especially with the upper echelon teams in the uh, in the Pac-12. Another thing, I mean, another angle that we have to analyze too is now Washington State and Oregon State, specifically those two, as opposed to Stanford and Cal. Have, will probably have an even bigger chip on their shoulder because they're being left behind. So uh, it, it, it's very complex, I think, from that point of view. But uh, I, I think home games. I mean, look at Oregon State's home schedule. Look at Washington's home schedule. I think those teams are very hard to beat at their home stadiums. Uh, same with, obviously, the Oregon Ducks and Autzen. And USC is so good, I kind of expect them to, to be, you know, undefeated in Los Angeles. And obviously, I just touched on Rice Eccles in Utah. I believe they're 19-0 and in their last 19. So, Try to factor in that. Obviously, the quarterback uh, situation is huge. You want to monitor what's going on at the, you know, with the Beavers of Oregon State. They have two or three guys in the mix, and we really haven't seen them play at a high level. So, from a quarterback point of view, but I, I would say kind of a stew, mix in all of that. But it's going to be fascinating to watch, especially when you add in the fact with Deion Sanders in Colorado having, you know, seventy new players. They could be a lot better than what people think. Yeah, the Pac-12 is going to be fascinating this season for sure. As someone who went to a Pac-12 school and also grew up in Washington, uh, I'm sad to see it come to an end. Um, I've got to get to this Michigan news. Jim Harbaugh faces a three-game suspension the Wolverines, uh, September 2nd, they play East Carolina. This line is hefty, 35 and a half. There's a 36 out there. How do you think uh, the suspension will affect this Michigan squad? Uh, I mean, it's, the Michigan non-conference schedule is, is pretty laughable. So I, I actually don't think it'll probably bother them at all. If it was going to be one, it would be East Carolina because they're the best. They're better than Bowling Green and UNLV. And, you know, but East Carolina kind of got raided in the portal. Had they not gotten so, so, so raided in the portal, maybe it would be a closer game, but they're going to be starting a brand new quarterback who's never started a game before. Uh, but they are decent along the line of scrimmage. So if there was one, you know, maybe you take the points in East Carolina, but as far as Bowling Green and UNLV, I don't think the suspension really matters in general, but if there was one where you had to have me pick one that'll be a close game in the fourth, I would say it'd be East Carolina. But even with that, I'm a little reluctant. Colby, staying with uh, Michigan and kind of the overall picture, they're eight to one to win the national championship, even money to make the playoff, and and they're the favorites at plus one eighty uh, to win the conference. Any of those jump out at you? as a bet to take? Uh, yes. I mean, I, I like uh, to make the playoff would be the first one because if they, if they make the big 10 championships, I mean, the big 10 West hasn't won in such a long time. I almost think there's no value there. Uh, if you win the winner of the big 10 and the winner of the sec are going to be in the 14 playoffs. So I think you, if you're going to bet it, I think you jump on that. And I actually like their chances. They're hosting Ohio state. Now they have their one big game. I would say is is you know at Penn State. Maybe you could talk me into the um, the Minnesota spot, but Minnesota's got a lot of question marks uh, coming into the season. 
but getting uh, Ohio State in Ann Arbor is, is you know, I, I think you have to favor Michigan coming into the season, especially the way they've beaten them down the past two years. So uh, I like that play of Michigan to make the CFP. Joined now by college sports analyst Colby Dant at the Colby D. You can follow him on X. What is your overall process or any tips you can give us when betting week zero? Are you looking at mostly teams that have returning players or consistency within their program? Uh, give us, you know, some insight into how you like to bet these games early on in the season. Well, yeah, I, I would say you have to pay attention. It's, it's gotten, you know, we break down all 133 teams on the, on my show, the College Football Experience Podcast. And, you know, it's gotten more complex than it was three, four, or five years ago because of the transfer portal. So it makes it, in a way, harder to judge. Yeah, okay, this team's only returning eight starters, but they went out and got a bunch of FCS transfers or or, you know, backup FBI or Power 5 transfers. And it makes it really hard to gauge. But I, I would I normally try to pay attention to the coaching. You know, take UMass and New Mexico State. Their coaches are in year two. I saw Jerry Kill had a, fir- a great first year at New Mexico State. And, you know, pay attention to that. And also, uh, you know, the, I would say pay attention to the, who they brought in in the transfer portal. Go and try to dig up their stats, you know, whether it was an FCS kid or – you know, maybe this guy was a four-star recruit that just never saw the field at Texas. Uh, but paying attention to stuff like that uh, has, is, I think, the new way to break down college football as opposed to five years ago when you look and, you know, you saw, hey, there's 19 returning starters. It, it's a little different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. Colby, so uh, the, the exciting part for all of us that do this is that we actually have games to bet on uh, this weekend. Week zero is upon us. What jumps out at you on your card that we should be looking at for week zero bets this weekend? Well, the first thing is the rule changes. You know, I, I, there's a running clock now in college football, um, so on an incomplete pass, you know, we used to have that first down, uh, uh, the, the first down stops the clock. That's gone. And then it's going to be a running clock with exception to under two minutes. And then also uh, take the Navy midshipmen that are playing this, this week against Notre Dame. There's no cut block. So uh, Navy, Army, Air Force, they're going to be running out of the shotgun. Um, stuff like that can matter from a totals point of view. Now, having said all that, I'm going to – contradict myself and say I love the over in the San Jose State USC game uh obviously I think USC's offense Caleb Williams the best player in college football Uh, I believe last I saw that uh total was at 64 or 64 and a half um even with the running clock USC I expect to put up 40 50 points and then San Jose State's uh they're a bowl team a year ago they bring back a lot of their offense Shevin Cordero, their quarterback, was voted first team at Mountain West a season ago, and we know USC's defense had a ton of problems. So I love going chalk and going the over on that uh, uh, 64 there. But I think it's something to pay attention to is the totals all throughout week zero and even week one with the new rule changes. Um, Some of the other ones I like in in week zero is I'm going to jump on the – I'm going to jump on Jacksonville State, who's a brand-new school to the FBS. They were in the FCS 
They're starting a seventh-year quarterback in Zion Webb, who was a former Clemson transfer. This is their first game. They're at home, and they're taking on the UTEP Myers. I expect that place to be packed, and I think Rich Rodriguez, the former West Virginia and Arizona coach, will take down the UTEP Miners in Jacksonville, Alabama. So that's that's some, um, but I just think definitely pay attention to those rule changes. I'm curious to see how many unders hit on this week zero slate. Wow, so that is fascinating. Are you going to be betting mostly unders for week zero, um, given the rule changes? Is, is that something that you're taking a look at, or do you have a mixture of some sides that you like as well? I mean, and I, I, I think pretty much, you know, a little bit of both. But I, I certainly looking at that, you know, I, I think I, I've taken the unders in a couple games, the New Mexico State game being one of them, and also the. I just saw, uh, you know, the the weather report for the Notre Dame Navy game, and that's supposed to be in the rain. So you factor in the new rules with, you know, rain, and you're like, hey, maybe the under will cash there. But yeah, I, I think it's something that really will matter in general when when betting college football this year. When you take off 20 minutes of a game, which essentially that's what they're trying to do, which I think they said somewhere between seven and ten plays. But I actually think that might lead for more upsets too because normally the, that three- or four-hour game can break down one of those small schools so they don't have the depth. Hmm. I think it's going to be fascinating to watch uh, throughout the season. But, yeah, I'm, kind of, I'm still all over the place. Like I said, I just went with an over on USC and, and San Jose State, yeah. but I still think you know, there are enough unders I like from, in the week zero slate. All right, Colby, let's, let's advance to the end of the book here. Who are your four college football playoff teams? It always seems like it's the same three, and there's always a mystery guest for number four. Who is your four for the playoff that we should be looking at? Yeah, I wish I could tell. I wish I had four teams that were, were just completely brand new to it, but when I look at Georgia's schedule, I don't see anyone that really threatens them until the SEC championship. Um. So that will, even if they lose the SEC championship, they'll be in. I have LSU winning the SEC West. And, you know, if they could beat Georgia in the SEC championship, they could get in the playoff. So I actually, I'll take, I'll take LSU, Georgia. So two teams in the SEC. And then I will go with the Michigan Wolverines uh, in, in the Big Ten. And to, this is kind of boring. Uh, I actually believe that the Big Ten will be a three-way tie, the Big Ten East. I think Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan will have all one loss. And Michigan will get in, I think, because they're getting the Big Ten championship. But the other two teams will get a bye week. I think it will be Michigan, Ohio State, LSU, and Georgia in the, in the four-team playoffs. Wow. Well, wow. LSU is a surprise. It. Yeah, LSU's a surprise. Uh, really Pac-12, quick, any... I, I actually think I think the Pac-12 could, is going to beat itself up again. There's too there's too many good teams that play the nine game conference schedule, so it's it's unfortunate for them. I was going to say really quick, Heisman, who are you betting on? You know, I took Carson Beck uh, just because I thought Georgia, Georgia, you know, their schedule was so soft, I thought, for the, you know, for them. So I thought he'd be able to have stats. I'm a little nervous, though, that they might be up by so many points that they might be bringing in some of their other backups. 
So one of my long shots that I like a lot is the Kansas Jayhawks quarterback, Jalen Daniels. Now, he put up money stats. He start, As a starter uh, last season, he was 6-1 and one as a starter, completing games. But uh, they're going to need to win and be in the race for the Big 12 for him to be, you know, a, a real candidate. But I think he's going to put up unbelievable stats. So uh, I like, you know, sprinkling a little bit out there on him. And I also am going to go off the board on another one, uh, a guy, Jack Plummer, for the Louisville Cardinals. I really like the Louisville schedule. Jeff Brom just took Purdue to the Big Ten Championship, and now he goes to Louisville, and, he, and he, who does he do? He, or what does he do at, at Louisville? He goes and gets his former quarterback, Jack Plummer. I think that offense is going to fly, and if they have a shot of playing in the uh, ACC Championship, which I think they do because their schedule is very, very soft, uh, then I think he could put up really crazy stats. So I think it's worth a, 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 just sprinkling a little bit on a, a couple quarterbacks from these smaller schools. All right, Colby Dant, he is the host of the College Football Experience. Thank you so much for joining us. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Up next, Lightning Bets, our favorite plays of the day, next on the BetQL Network.